But I want to show you a process that God takes all of us on. It's a battle that all of us face on a daily basis of trusting God and what this looks like. Now remember this about the kingdom of God. Everything in the kingdom works by one thing, believing. No striving, no earning, no performing. Everything falls upon. Will you believe what God said? Because God is the initiator. God is the one who promises we are always the responder. So God declared something. God has called something over your life. The question is, will we respond? God says, I'm going to do a move of God and all the people of New Day. The question is, Justin, will you respond and believe me? Will you believe me or will you just wait until you see it and then believe me? God loves to be believed. So here's that process I just wanted to show you. Jackson, you can put that on the, the screen. Is that God gives all of us a promise. I'll just take Hebrews 13.5 for a second. The reason why I want to spend just a few minutes on this is because I believe this will help you to differentiate between what you feel, what God said, and what believing means. So let's say God gives us a promise. There's 7,500 promises in the scripture. 7,500 one of them says, I will never leave you, nor what? Forsake you. So we get that promise. We're excited about it. We hear it on church. We walk out of these walls, or walk out of this, this building, and then something happens, and we feel what? Something completely contrary, which is just what Job said. I look over there, and you're not there, God. I look ahead, and you're not there. I look behind me, God, and can't even perceive you. To my right hand, you're nowhere to be found. He said, God, where are you? How many have been there before where God made a promise? And you felt something completely different. Well, nobody. Bravo. Bravo. Let's talk about me for a moment. So God promises something to me. God, I'm just, I'm calling you to pass the new day. All right, everything that comes with that promise that I will be with you, Justin, is complete insecurity. This and this and this. So what I did as a wise young man is I'm going to find the best course of action on how to start a church. Google is sometimes better than God to us. Isn't that the truth, right? So I found this is a best path. Who's the best organization? So I found the best church planning organization that I could think of, and I'm going down this path, and I just feel like, man, something's not clicking. Like, this is it. I can do this. And I start learning marketing, and I start learning about Facebook, and I start learning about how to wash people's feet and all those kind of things. And I get down to this place where I just go, God, what's going on? And I praise God for a wise strong, aggressive woman that he gave me. And so we're going through this process together. And she, of course, never feels like this is the right fit. And so we go down to a training of how to start a church two weeks before we start. And that's where God reveals to us, hey, stop. Stop doing this the way that you think. If you do it this way, it will succeed. Let go of it. So we forego $50,000 to start this church. We forego the marketing aspect of it. We say, okay, God, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it. Because he gave me a promise, Justin, I'm going to be with you through this process. I told you to pastor a church. My feelings went the complete opposite way. So in order to rectify that, I try, we start working out our own path in our life. This is the best way to get there. God will strategize this. And a man plans his ways, but Lord, what? Directs his steps. But ultimately, at the end of the day, is not, and, I, and I, I begin to share this with a lot of people that I talk to now. Not do you believe God, 
Here's the question that I feel like God is asking all of us today. Will you believe him? But God, you promised that all my needs are met according to your riches and goodness in Christ Jesus. And look it. I feel like we're not going to have enough. I feel like we're not going to make it. I feel like we're not going to... How are we going to survive this? And so our feelings go this way. And so we start talking to God about our feelings instead of talking to him about what? The promise. Father, will I believe you? Yes, I believe you, Father, that this is what you said. I feel this way, but I'm not pretending because this is what I believe. And my question to all of you is what promises are you believing? Because we are called to be what? Believers. We're not the doubters of God. We're believers of God. Amen? So I want to call all of you up to believe. Believe the promises that are dormant inside your life. Believe what God said about your situation. I know you may not see it. I may, you, you may not feel like it. Just believe. I know it's not easy to believe contrary to our feelings. At a good time, where's John? Is he in this room? There you are, John. Great time talking with John. I love this brother. Uh, we're growing into a friendship with each other. And one of the things, the strategies that we came up with is, you know what? I may feel this way. How many have ever felt discouraged? So we're not, we're not going to be Christians who go, you know what? I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged. Oh, okay, you're not. It's like people come in. I'm healed. And snots are coming out of their nose. You okay? Totally. Blood of Jesus Christ. Set me free. All right, we just don't work with the kids today, okay? Please. And so we're not denying anything. What we're saying is this. You know what? Because think about this. I don't know how I'm going to stop. So eventually I know somebody's going to come up here. But we, we feel one way. And what do we do? I am what? No, discouraged. Okay? We feel discouraged, so what do we do? We identify and say, because I feel discouraged, I'm what? Discouraged. So we tell people, how are you doing? I am no, discouraged. Stop. Are you following me? We feel depressed. What do we say, people? How are you doing today? I'm just so depressed. And so we took our feelings and we identified and said, this is who I am. And God goes, no, this is who you are. And so me and John came up with the strategy of going, I feel depressed, but I'm an overcomer. That changes everything for us, doesn't it? You know what? I feel right now full of anxiety. But I'm a man of peace because the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of me. And so although I feel this way, and that's why some of you can't come in here and raise your hands and worship because you feel ashamed, therefore you identify with shame. No, you know what? I feel ashamed, but Father God, I'm going to raise my hands because I know you look at the Lamb and you don't look at me. So I can stand here not pretending. I can stand here as I am a son of God worshiping my Father. But why do you feel ashamed? Oh, you know what? We'll deal with that because as I believe the promise, these feelings ultimately have to line up. It's like, I don't want to touch John Walsh because I don't know if they know that. Tim. Alright, it's like this. If I, if I left this for a couple days, I can't do that. If I left this guitar for a couple days, what would it sound like? That sounds what? In tune. If we left it for a few days, what would it sound like? 
What would it sound like? Out of tune. Your feelings are not you. They are your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. When they are out of tune, just bring them back into tune. That is not who you are. Who you are, who God declares that you are, and that's who you stand to be. So I am an overcomer, but I feel so anxious. But Father God, this is who I choose to believe that I am. And it's by your spirit that you form this inside of my life. Abram, I'm going to call you what? Abraham. You are the father of many nations. Do you have a child? No, but I want you to believe the promise. And what did he do? He believed, and it was accounted unto righteousness. And it was through that belief that he became the very thing that God spoke over his life. So no longer identify with what you feel like. Identify with the promise of God inside of your life. Amen? Would you please stand with me this morning? It's funny as a as a pastor, I'm always praying, God, I just want to be sensitive to what you want to do. And almost before every Sunday, without fail, I I, I have a stirring inside of me and going, Lord, I'm up, I'm up I'm up to something, and I never know what it is until I kind of stand up here and know, all right, that's what you're doing. I'm going to ask something to be very humbling for a lot of people in this room. And then I'm going to ask for something that's going to be very courageous for many others in this room. If you are facing awkward, this does not mean, oh man, I can't meet my Ferrari payment, okay? So don't think about that, okay? If you're facing off with financial difficulties, like, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to come up to the front if you don't mind. I know, I, I, please, don't feel embarrassed. It's, hey, how many have ever felt or have been in this season of life? Raise your hand. Thank you. Every single person. Anybody else? God can show each of you his goodness. Do you know how he's going to do it? Everybody behind you. This is what I'm asking you to do, church. Um, we're going to receive an offering, not for them. We're just a regular offering for you then. But what I want you guys to do is be the church. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray over each of them and ask that God would show them his goodness. And then that you would be moved to bless them. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's, you give them cash, you give them a check, you give them a hug. I don't know what it is. But I do know that they came up here because there's a financial need inside their life. And all I'm asking is that before you rush out of these doors, and you rush out of this building to go to our next activity, like the Good Samaritan, may you have compassion for each of these people. May you be moved with compassion. I know some of you are tight financially. So maybe, I always encourage people this. Oh, I just have five to give. Five, perfect, perfect. Don't, don't ever diminish something that you have because if it costs you something to give it, it's a seed before God and he will honor that. 
but he will bless people through it. So, Father, I pray for each person here, for Karen and for John, for Jeff and for Victoria. And I thank you for their humility, Father God, and the difficulties that they're facing. And, Lord, only you know why they're facing off with these difficulties. We will not judge why they are standing up here today. We will not put ourselves in a place of where you belong, God, but I ask by your presence and by your power to show your goodness in their lives today through your people in Jesus' name. 